Horizon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today, we're covering Season 2, Episode 5, Premature Death. No more hidden inventory. Waving goodbye to it. One, two, three, four, no more. Uh, Wow, Chad, how are you? I'm doing swimmingly. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. You could say I am... Well, that doesn't work very well. I'm not as tired as Ghetto this episode. He is tired. He's very... That's a great way to describe it. Honestly, everyone's tired. Everyone is tired. Ghetto just looks like he has been... The Ghostbusters have come up to him and used their machine on him and sucked half of the soul out of him. That's what he looks like. He does. Ask me what I thought of this episode. What do you think of this episode? This was my favorite episode of Jujutsu Kaisen ever. Really? Out yeah. of season one, season two, the movie. I was trying slash to think. Film. I mean, I was trying to think back to season one and stuff, and yeah, I think so. And I'll tell you why. Because this is what I've been waiting. This is exactly the kind of storytelling. I mean, they've had you know good arcs and little things here, but this is the overarching um, like storyline oh, yeah. that I have been waiting for. Oh yeah. Oh, he was going over the edge at the end of last episode, and then it all makes sense. Well, right and then here. it's, I mean, you snap. So we didn't even really get to see the snap. I mean, we do, but it happens like when you wouldn't expect. He gets alone with his thoughts for way too long. Oh, we get, we got so much to talk yeah. about. But yeah, I mean, obviously I was all always on board for the Sukuna of it all um, in season one. So that's exciting too. I, oh, I got yeah. even more excited when I was thinking about all this at play. And then I thought, oh, and we got Sukuna to deal with. It's just at this point. This is like a second launch point for this show, I think. I agree. I say we just get right into it. Let's do it. So it's all about Geta, like you said. All right, we're one year later now. It's August 2007. So, okay, all of this was taking place in 2006. I don't even know if that information was out yet, but they're at least telling us it is now 2007. We go later on at the end of the episode, we see that it is 2018 in present time. Mm -hmm. So this is 11 years ago. So that means Gojo is literally about our age, 27, 28. Yeah. So very mature in present time like us. He's very Yeah, mature. yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, like our bodies look the same, our mental uh, state Eyes. is the same. Yes, we've peaked uh, the same amount of handsome that he has at this. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in our, really, we're just in our prime. Oh, dude, men age. As they age, they get hotter. Yeah. Is what well, somebody said. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. up to what point, you think? Up to, like, 45. Oh, 45, you think... And f- then, e- even then, they're like, oh, you still can peak after that. You think 16 years from now, we're going to peak what we're at I think right my now? hottest age will be about 37 and a half. 37 and a half? See, I don't know, man. When I look in the mirror right now, I go, wow. This is... This is me. This is my prime. So Ghetto, or sorry, not Ghetto, Gojo is practicing his technique more. We can see that he's been honing it in. He's uh, nerding out. He is. He's, I, when they start talking like this, I get so nervous. Because I'm, like, I'm like, oh, now we got to talk about it on the show. And like, there's so many people right. that are very knowledgeable and stuff. And like, th- they really get all this stuff down to the finite details. And I'm always just like, Ugh. Right. I feel like in other shows, I've kind of honed it in. Gojo's abilities, I don't think I've ever understood them fully, but it doesn't matter. I, because I, 
Right. I understand them enough. I understand them enough. Like I could explain the limitless technique, you know, all that stuff. But when he starts rattling things off about, oh, I held my chakra for, and now the reverse curse technique is, and they're going, wow, like you're do, you must be so tired. Can you do that? And he goes, well, if you mix a little bit with the red yeah. and a little bit of the blue, you get a purple that I can then protrude for twenty four. And I'm going. And that's what he's saying right here is that he can target objects that are shot towards him. You know, he can pick and choose which ones he wants to, you know, deal with. And he can even, uh, it has to do more so with the velocity and the mass of the said object. Right. And how much it would hurt him. So So say I throw a baseball at him. He can determine with the the mass and the velocity of the baseball, my 90 mile per hour fastball I'm throwing at him. Uh, If I threw a paper clip at him, obviously that's going to be way less painful to get hit by yeah. and he can determine that with his technique and, and so then he, he, might can, o- he might only need an eraser to block you right and he can then pick and choose which object he wants to even block he might not even do anything with a paperclip he, he might, might not go. because you can't throw a paperclip that hard no he's even said that he's trying to do it with poison as well okay yeah now that's some next that's some x games mode that is you're going to start doing mode. it with poison because then, I mean, what is that? Like, if you're, if he's got back pain coming his way, he's like, ah, oh, I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> Tylenol. That is interesting. I want, What is he going to do with that? I don't know. I, we're going to see it for sure. He wouldn't just mention that and then it never happened, you know? Right. He's just, he's like, uh, cold, flu, antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know medicines. Uh, pink eye antibiotics. There you go. There, there it is. Eye ointment. So, Shoko shows concern for his brain, talking about how is this not going to tire your brain out? And he says, "Well, I can use, I can manly, manually do the reversed curse technique at the same time, which then keeps my brain fresh because I'm doing that." So then I can do my other technique while I'm doing the reverse technique. Yeah, that's when it got a little too deep for me because I thought Shoko had a good point. I'm like, yeah, she's literally saying, hey, weren't you just doing that and you tired yourself out to the point where Toji got the one up on you? But he's saying, no, when you add a little bit of this, it becomes that right. and then you're good. And Ghetto is watching all this with, and I'll say it again, the most tired face that we might have seen in anime. He's up there with... Keith Sadi. Whoa. First of all, you should. Wow. How dare you almost mispronounce his name? (laughs) He looks pretty tired. He's up there with Reiner. He looks pretty tired. Yeah, he's almost as tired as Reiner. I I would compare him to Reiner in tiredness. But also, he just looks very sad, which so do those guys that you were talking about, too. They looked very sad as well. You can tell he's just thinking in his own head way too much. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, I was just... Because that's how I felt listening to Gojo explain his powers. So I was like, okay, I get it. He's tired of... You know, Gojo's even hit another level. Gojo was already the strongest of all of them. Mm -hmm. Now he's on another level, and it's like, come on. And he talks about honing in his teleportation, getting that down soon, too. Exactly, right there. If anyone starts talking to me about honing in their teleportation, I don't like you anymore, okay? I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to go to lunch, because if you're going to start talking about honing in teleportation, I'm out. I agree. And Ghetto is just thinking inside of his own head about how, like you said, Gojo's become the strongest, and Mm -hmm. it's not even really close. And he even goes out on missions by himself. 
And then Shoko, she's not really allowed on the dangerous missions, which then means that Ghetto also goes out by himself because Gojo's so strong, he doesn't need any backup. So now Ghetto's going out on missions alone as well, and he's just... That's the, probably he's the worst lonely. thing for him. He's lonely. He's in his own head already. He's not talking to anybody. And he alone with his thoughts on these missions when he's already second-guessing everything is just not... It shouldn't be like that. And it's one of the most cruel versions of being lonely because, yeah... Lonely, you can take that at face value where, oh, here, here he is in a, an apartment all by himself. But no, he's lonely around people. You know, he goes to the high school every day, but then, oh, they go all their separate ways. No one's really talking to him. Everyone's talking about how strong Gojo is. Mm-hmm. Shoko's just, you know, she's he's always second. got a filthy ciggy that she's getting ready to light up at any point. So no one's talking to him. Yep. There, there is nothing worse than being second is what I've heard. That's because beautiful. Because if you ain't first, you're last. Right. I mean, yeah. I so. liked when you just left it at the one, at the second thing. What was the w- word? Or what was the phrase? There is nothing worse. This is my quote of the week. Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> there is nothing worse than being second. <laughs> it didn't hit as hard the second time. <laughs> Exactly, because it was the second time. There's nothing worse than the second. (laughs) All right, so he then starts, you know, we're just in Ghetto's head here. He's mentioning that cursed spears were springing up like maggots, like it's been a terrible summer. So you caught that this was the very first thing we heard of the season, and initially we thought that it was, like, present, but no, it's 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 after. It's a year after Mm -hmm. Amani dies. And he just, you know, all he does is just exercise curses and then eats them. Mm-hmm. Absorb, exercise, absorb. And then he's asking himself, what am I even doing this for? Yeah, it's just repeat. It's on repeat. That's like, that really is just like high school sometimes. You're just it's, like, oh. Well, here's the scary, sad thing, Chad, and I don't want to bring you down. It's kind of like life. <laughs> what? Yeah. Absorb meat. Shit. Right. Leave. Absorb me. That's what I do. I mean, it's the same thing every day. Yeah. God. I'm so going to get in my own head. Well, thank goodness you have me to talk to, buddy. Well, Ghetto had Gojo to talk to. No, Gojo. Listen, Gojo was uh, honing in his teleportation skills. I'm not going anywhere. Your buddy Ronnie's right here in front of you. I'll keep honing in my meat-eating skills. He keeps thinking back to the day that this with the Star Religious group... Obviously, when they were clapping and being giant dickheads, even though those guys are insane, he should be thinking about normal people. Those people were not normal. They were non-sorcerers, but they were crazy people. Yeah, right, right. It's um, not. It's not fair to look at those people. And yeah, say yeah. Compared normal. to just somebody walking down the street. But, but okay. But this is where I thought it was so. One of the first places I thought it was so clever is because when we saw that last episode, it felt so much like we were getting it from Gojo's perspective, and he was the one that was like on the edge of killing all of them, and then you know Ghetto kind of talks him off the ledge, saying like, "No, there's got to be a purpose to it." And you're, you know, we leave that episode thinking, wow, Gojo almost did something crazy there. But then it seems like Gojo kind of worked through it, turned it into yeah. something, some motivation on how to get better so he never had to be in a moment like that again. Whereas Ghetto just harped on it and thought more and more about, like, well, why? Why did we not just, like, those people are the most weak, yeah, just shittiest people on the earth. 
we why do they deserve to live? And Gojo's already passed it. So would so do you think if Gojo wouldn't have asked him th- that question that they wouldn't be in this situation now, or do you think it's it was bound to happen? Either the way? question of like why do they deserve to live? Or no, what? Gojo's question was should we just kill all these people? Oh, right just, now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Gojo would have just said all right, let's get out of here and never said that, would Ghetto be still like this? I think so because I like I think that Ghetto had already asked himself that question. Okay. I think a lot of people would uh, yeah. ask that. Like, a lot of it, what he's saying to Gojo, he's reassuring Gojo and saying there has to be a point, but he's he's right. mostly just reassuring himself. Well, yeah, he's got that answer yeah. ready to go because he's already thought of it. When yeah. you're as strong as him, like that's the first thing you think about is like, oh, should I just do away with these people? And um, and it would be so hard not to. So hard not to. Those people are insane. Now, what he does a little bit later in the episode would be not that hard to do. You're, yeah, you're saying you could have restrained yourself from that? Yeah, I think I could have restrained myself from that one a little bit. Maybe. Maybe the, maybe two of them could have gone. But. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we then we then get him naked in the shower, okay? And I love a good shower scene. When water is hitting the face of someone, and they're just sitting there with a, not an evil look, but a just emotionless look. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, shower time. It's yeah. the greatest, man. And he looks hot here. His hair down, not in that like bun anymore. He reminded me kind of of um, yeah, rem- reminded me of someone else too. Chainsaw Man. What's the guy's name now? God, so many shows. Dingy or who, no, 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 not I know who you're talking the about. Black hair. We... How do we not remember? His oh name? yeah, fuck. he, he yes. looked like him here. Yes, that's the one that I was thinking about too. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, you got to go down. I don't remember. It's here bad. I'm on it. I got, I got too many notes. shows. Too many There's Japanese so many names. shows. I mean, we're going to see it, and we're going to be like, oh, uh, yeah. Um, keep going. I'll okay. find it. Hayakawa. Hayakawa, yep. And, you know, the water is just oozing down his face. It's just a beautiful sight to behold. I thought that was the most – that frame of him was one of the best animation pieces they've had all – Oh, wow. Look at you, Aki Hay- Hayakawa. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, shower time. It's just – and I, it made me think – I was like, wow, I don't think I've had a deep shower in a while. It made me want to hop in the shower. Oh, like you're talking about a deep, really in your thoughts. Right. Most of my showers lately, and I'd like to know if yours are any different, have been kind of jovial. Like I've been in there singing, you know, I'll sing a song or I'll, uh, I'll think of a podcast idea or something like that. I haven't had any like real deeps where I'm getting, you know, down emotional. Maybe I'd, you know, unscrew a light bulb, make it a little more dim in there. Really? Sit down. Okay. I haven't sat down in a shower in a while and just let the water. I haven't be either. Down. I used to be a sit down kind of guy all the time in the shower. Oh, every morning in high school, you could find me. Yeah, let me think. Seven fifty-five a.m. I was sitting in the shower. Were you snoozing a little bit or no? Like no. dozing off, not really asleep, but you were kind of. It was a dangerous game that I played, but I never let myself fall victim to. Okay. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in the shower. I definitely have. Really? Oh yeah. Nowadays, though, I'm not as jovial as I once was. I just kind of get in there, uh, do my business. And oh, get no. Out. Don't fall into that, bro. So you're saying you're just like mind numb in there? Well, the only reason I say that is because I've been having, I've been almost like rushed in the shower recently. Okay, just so they've been quick showers? Yeah, they've been quicker ones. Yeah, all I'm saying is if you find yourself taking longer than, I don't four minute showers and you're mind Call numb. Call a doctor? I mean, ca- like, call me or something. I'll talk you through the shower because okay. you need to be doing, if you ever hit the point where you go, Wait, did I just did I just soap my body because you're so mind numb? 
Ghetto just needed a bromate there. He needed a guy standing next to him in the shower. I was also looking at that because it is really, you know, it's fine. We're fine as a society as a whole. But the idea that, uh, like, gym showers, they're like, no, we cannot. like no, Install stalls. No, we cannot do curtains at all. Like, we cannot put up, you know, a three-foot wall that protrudes out and puts up a curtain. That's crazy. Now, our workplace actually has that, which is pretty wild. I, and I look at that. They just – all they did was just – they made the walls a little bit longer, and there's a plastic curtain over it. And the thing I argue about there is that, like, I enjoyed in high school showering with the bros and not having curtains. Now, when you get a little bit older and you've got the workplace and stuff, yeah, I don't want to see those fools. Okay, right. I want to see my homies. I want to see what they're packing. I want to see what they're packing. We're all on a team, okay? We're all... Well, yeah, here's the thing about teenage boys. Like, even if you put up curtains, some... Some tomfoolery is going to go down, so I get it to a certain degree. Oh, yeah, Tom would fool around with me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just the kind of guy Tom was. It's just, it's crazy that they didn't even, like, put in the effort, you know? And I think they do now. So, what, you guys didn't have curtains in high school? No. I I think we had curtains. We definitely did not, because there used to be this guy that would wear his tidy whities in the shower. I thought it was insane, dude. Nobody else did, but this guy. Okay, and that guy, was he on the basketball team? Yeah. He was 6'6". Okay. And a beefy guy. Egyptian. White guy? Egyptian. Egyptian. He ended up uh, coming out as gay later on in life, which is fine. I just, I mean, kind of, we kind of knew because he was wearing tidy whities in the shower. Like, who does it? Well, I mean, it didn't, I mean, you didn't know. That's uh, that's kind of actually reverse psychology. And good for him. I hope he's doing well. He probably is. Can, how do I, you do an uh, Egyptian accent? Because I want it to be... Terrible Egyptian accent. I don't know. I actually terrible. I have zero idea how they talk. I asked for Egyptian accent. You gave me Madame Zeroni from Holes. <laughs> you know, desert holes. If you do not take Madame Zeroni. <laughs> hate that woman. I hate that film. But it is a film. So, Ghetto tries telling himself to fulfill his duties as a sorcerer, but you can tell that's not what he's going to do. He's He's wanting to do that. Well... He's at least wanting himself to feel that. He does not feel that way at all. Yeah. And that that's like when I tell myself, I want myself to be happy about, um, what's it called? Like going into work at six in the morning sometimes. I'm like trying to hype myself up. Okay. But then a lot of times I'm just like, wow, I am tired. I do not want to leave my bed. But it's just like I'm, I'm wanting myself to feel the excitement. Right. Those know? are the mornings where I legitimately wake up and I go keep moving forward. Yeah. As we were recording this, I am one day, one work day away from being on vacation. And so tomorrow morning, I am going to have some serious keep moving forward vibes about me. Right. Because it's just, yeah, definitely what you got going on is comparable to Aaron Yeager to keep moving forward. That's where you learned it from, right? Well, yeah. I mean, actually, mine's quite better because I'm not going to uh, cause a genocide. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a cruise. Well, <laughs> you don't know what that'll lead to, but hopefully it won't lead to that. So on to the next day, we have Habara. Is that how you say it? I had Haibara. Haibara? Because H-A-I. Okay. Haibara, and he's a very ch- chirpy slash uplifting attitude type guy. He's very ha- happy. Maybe Haibara. Um, sorry. Wow. Big man on campus. He's very uplifting, though. He's meeting up with Ghetto. Okay, they're at the school. 
Ghetto even gets a cola for him. Nice guy, Ghetto. And they have a nice little friendly conversation about foods that Hybera will bring back from his long trip. And Ghetto's even, you know, he's still talking about Gojo, too, and said, oh, well, Gojo will like the sweet ones, so how about you get those? Yeah. Gojo's still his friend, like, at this point. And he's a sweet man. What about you, sweet or salty? Sweet. And, See, the, and, and that's those why we, And that's why we work, because I'm salty. You're ta- what are you talking about, though? What's... What do you mean, what am I talking about, sweet or salty? I mean, everyone has the, you know, you can dabble in both, but, like, but one did, for the wasn't rest of it life. a certain food that he said? They were talking about a certain food, but then I thought he was just like, oh, sweet or salty. I mean, maybe they were, but I'm... I mean, I'm definitely salty then. If you're, if you're talking about some podcast. type of dessert, I'm not going to go with a salted carrot, like salted pecan. No. No way, Jose. No, dude. That's what I'm thinking, desserts. You're thinking like about desserts? Okay. Well, yeah, the sweet dessert has... I mean, it's got the quarter on the dessert game. It's 96% sweet. There's not that many salty desserts. What are you talking there, there's about? There's the maniacs that are always like, oh, you've got to get the salted pecan. I know that, the, I mean, twist. yes, I'm very familiar with the salted caramel pl- then I'm definitely flavor salty, profile, yeah. but guess what? Do you realize what caramel is? It's just heated up sugar, so it's still sweet. So, no, it's a sweeter salty game that we're playing. God. It's salty. Salty. So, okay. Wow. Interesting. Ghetto then just asks if he can For me, keep... chocolate when I'm sad, chips when I'm bad. Oh. <laughs> I remember that motto you used to have. <laughs> Ghetto then just asks if he can keep moving forward as a sorcerer, to which the guy says he doesn't think that deep about things usually. He just kind of goes with the flow, but he's very good at what he's doing, and it's working out well, so he's just going to keep on going, talking about being a sorcerer. And then Ghetto just says, I see... And still looks terrible. Okay, I've, Ghetto's like I, I don't know if they're just portraying him as a lost soul, but he looks like a lost soul. And um, I put here again, he's a c- candidate. He's got to be a candidate for the sleepiest person of all time. Well, here's seen. I mean here's the thing. He's trying to connect with this guy. He's trying to have a real conversation. But this person is one of the, he's a golden retriever. This this high bar. Yeah, he is. He's just he does he doesn't pick up. That Ghetto wants to have a deeper conversation. He's just kind of like, yeah, man, I, snacks. Thanks, buddy. Let's go. I Yeah, I just show up to work and punch the nine to five. It's fine. What can you do? Yeah. It's like, gotta he's, make the type, a- he's the type of guy that says, good morning. Yeah. How are you? To he everyone. says, good morning. How are you? And he, he's also the guy that uh, non-ironically says, another day, another dollar, you know? <laughs> Every morning. Yeah. We then have a lady walking up and asking Ghetto what his type of woman is. Favorite Hello. type of woman. So what's up with this? This How comes out I... of nowhere. She she singled him out for sure. She had to have known. Maybe just by looking at him. Like, There's no way she just comes up and randomly says this to him, right? She definitely had an inkling. Well, and I also wanted to throw back to season one. When did Toto steal, steal this icebreaker from her? Right, which makes me think he's been getting it on with this lady. So mm, he's no. younger than much younger than her, I think. That doesn't matter. I remember, mean, I remember what that teacher said about Gojo. I know your perverted mind. Is remember what that teacher said that about way. Gojo a couple episodes ago. This woman Cougars is too, This woman is too. This woman's literally like a couple years out of high school. <laughs> yeah, in eleven years from now, Toto will be in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, 
Okay, yeah. Maybe I kind of like little I kinda, too young. I kind of like this character, so I didn't immediately want to just uh, uh, assume that she was a complete creep. Apparently, you did. I just wanted to. Well, yeah. Who starts a conversation like that? Creeps. Well, it's a little bit different when they're closer in age like this. It's a little bit different when they're a girl. Girls get away with whatever they want. Okay. See where you're at. Now, I liked where Toto used it with Itadorian or so, Fushi. So Haraba, he likes a girl who just eats a lot. <laughs> okay. Careful, brother. Yeah. You don't want her to eat too much. No. I kind of like that too, though. There's nothing sexier than going out on a dinner and you just go to a steakhouse. Yeah. Get giant steaks this and y'all just. I mean, this has never once happened to you, but okay. <laughs> and then you both just chow right. down on some steak. That is so hot. I know that, that is, nothing is sexier in your fantasies than when that happens. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, when I'm thinking late at night, you know what I'm thinking about. Right. In your wildest fantasies, you're like, all right, we go to a steakhouse. She orders a 48 ounce. Yeah, she orders the tomahawk. <laughs> you go, yes, it is the first date, and now I am out $250 yeah. before I even order my food. Yeah, what and I split the bill at the end, don't you what worry. What a woman. So, Ghetto's very confused by this, but Happy Boy Habara says that... It- you have said that name differently every <laughs> single time, which is fine. I'm just excited that maybe you got it right one time. I think I did. But he says that this girl's a good person, not to worry, okay? That he's got a knack for knowing who's good or not. And then that's when Ghetto replies, sarcastically saying, well, you're sitting next to me. And so is he already considering himself a bad person here? I know this is sarcastic, but. I think, I mean, yeah. He's already. This is someone who isn't thinking the most positive thoughts about themselves. So he ends up leaving. And but what do you think the crutch of his thoughts would be? Like, what do you, he thinks he's a bad person. Why? Because he couldn't save Rico. Because he's devoted his life to doing something that he yeah. now deems pointless. So he's uh, like, "Oh, you're just like you just wasted your life, you dummy, chasing around all these curses, not doing anything." That's probably why. He yeah. feels like he's not really making a difference. They just keep springing up, and it's just a cycle. That's well, ne- right, and as we're getting ready to see, now he's also got like this, uh, I can't think of the word right now, This well, this complex of the thing that he was doing before was to pre- protect non-sorcerers, and now he's already having these thoughts mm-hmm. of, like, are they even worth it? Yeah, the lady sits with Ghetto and starts picking his brain apart. She says that she's a special grade sorcerer, and her name is Yuki Tsukomo. Okay. I say that one right, right enough for you, Ronnie? I uh, like Yuki. Ghetto says, oh, you're the girl that never accepts missions and is basically a good for nothing. I've heard stories about you. And she doesn't like that, but she also says that she doesn't like the politics of Juju High. That her goal to solve this problem is to create a world where cursed spirits aren't born. And, and I'm then, I'm into her. That's the kind of thinking I was talking about right there. I was like, okay, all right, let's get down mm-hmm. to the the, cr- uh, the you know the main thing going on here. And this opens Ghetto's eyes real wide. He goes from sleepy to very awake. This is like when you take a giant hit of meth. 
Okay. okay. Once you are it... not tired anymore. Okay. And I wouldn't know that. I just know stories I've heard. All right. But like you said, though, if everything is the if every source of problem is from these cursed spirits, why has no one said this question yet? Yeah, when she started saying this, and this could fall on deaf ears because I tried to look it up online because I was gonna make a reference, but then I couldn't figure out what the reference was. So tell me if you this um, wasn't there like a meme or like a video where it's just like someone goes. They ask it. They see someone do something weird, and they're like, "Hey, you think different?" <laughs> does that maybe? Yeah, yeah. Does that? I can't think of what it was, but it's just someone does something ridiculous, and then the other person is like looking at him, and they go, "Hey, you think different?" I like that. So she asks. Edit him, that out. I felt uncomfortable. Why? Because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it. I thought you did fine. Okay felt a little different you're and, thinking there but right well and then when i said uh edit it out of course i meant leave it in because i keep it real okay good good and even in my most insecurest i want it to stay in so they explain what curses are okay she asks him and he says you know it's curses are just the bad manifestations of people energy oozing out and then she says there are two ways to eliminate them one eliminate cursed energy from mankind mm-hmm. two Make it possible for all of humanity to control their cursed energy. Which is not going to ever happen. Either one? Well, no. Not the way that she's pitching it. She says she's tried number one, and one of her test subjects was going to be Toji. And it's because Toji literally is the only case in which his cursed energy dropped to zero after a heavenly pact. He was able to perceive curses with his five senses, which, because Maki, she -hmm. has to use glasses to see the curses. Right. He was just so sick with it. That's crazy. He could do whatever. She says he was basically a superhuman. She's like, don't feel bad that you lost to him. Like, he had it. He was born with every... He was born 6'8", 250. (laughs) He had everything going for him. Everything was going for gambling addiction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, and a strong will to live. And selling off his son. So, she wants to go with number two now and make it possible for all humanity to control their cursed energy. Which is like, where do you start? Yeah, m- most people don't even know it's a thing. It's like... Right. She explains, cursed spirits are born from non-sorcerers too. This is interesting here. No, none of the sorcerers, their bad manifestations and stuff actually doesn't create it. It's literally only the ones that aren't sorcerers because they let their energy leak out. Um, yeah, sorcerers control theirs so well that it's like a flowing system that never manifests anything bad unless they die and purposefully do it mm-hmm. on their death. She then says, curses would not be born if there were only sorcerers. Which thing? I mean, we had to know. We had to. We were waiting to see what turned ghetto into a bad, a bad pickle, and it all it all started with a woman. Oh yeah, and a woman he wasn't even really that into. That's the saddest part about it. He then mentions that getting rid of every regular human would work, and she says, "Well, it's possible." <laughs> I know. I 
and obviously it didn't start with her. It started from other things, but the fact that he immediately got to that and she's just like, not a bad idea. But obviously, no. But the, she then says she's not even just talking about killing them. She's talking about yes, uh, making them into sorcerers. She's right, saying right. you can force the by putting them into survival mode to where they have to make it come out of them. You can force that to where they have to be a sorcerer. Which was a, yeah, that was also a, a great um, that was a great writing in the sense of. Obviously, killing everyone who's not a sorcerer is so messed up, so crazy that she didn't even go there. She's like, "Oh, yeah. you mean like, you mean like evolution? We they all have to evolve yeah. to all become sorcerers?" Yeah, that's what's so insane is that if she really knew his true intent right here, she would like she's crazy, but she's not that crazy. Mm-hmm. She's definitely not to that point. And I even think though that he is considering that too. He still he wants to kill a lot of them. If that's what it takes. But I think he's also, like, if he can do it that way, he'll do it that way, too. Where do you think, give me the place that we need to take Ghetto to reignite his passion for non-sorcerers. Because right now, anytime he thinks of someone who's not a sorcerer, he thinks the of water that park. stupid cult. The water park? I don't know, man. I feel like I've had People a bad time fun. at a water park. See, I was getting ready to say something like, oh, you know... A baseball game on uh, kids' yeah, day. You would take him to that, and then somebody gets hit by a pitch and charges right. the mound. Well, like, and then I was like, someone get mad about the game, but I'm thinking about a water park. You got long lines, you know? Ooh. Then what if it's a bit cold in the morning, so you don't want to get on any of the slot? Then they don't let you go down two at a time. You know, they're like, oh, wait. And then, have you seen the people who operate the top of a water slide? They already uh, are mirroring the emotions Ghetto. that Ghetto has. Probably just a nice park. Every park that I've ever been to on a nice summer like day, okay, just sunny outside, everyone seems really happy there. Oh, that's pro- that might be a good answer. Yeah. Just not like a huge park or anything, right. just a normal sized park because people are just running around. Kids are throwing frisbee. Yes, people riding bikes, couples holding hands. Like it's always just a pretty happy. How place. about this? How about this? This is another good one. A um, a tailgate before a game. Yes. Everyone's got high expectations. You know, they're loosey-goosey, some of the same stuff. They're throwing balls around. They're eating food. Yeah, as long as the teams aren't mixed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-game teams, yeah. Right. I like that That one. That could be a good good one, one. too. Uh, Yeah, he then explains his stance and how his mind has been shifting and the ugliness of the week has been just pissing him off. Thinking back to those star religious group people. Right. Everything is so vague to him now. Uh, she then says, the part of you that despises non-sorcerers and the one that is, you know, going against that are both just possibilities you are considering. You'll eventually get to one of those points, which we see which point he gets <laughs> to not very long from now. Um, she says bye to him and goes off without seeing Gojo. And Kind of interesting. I, I don't know if, if she would have talked to Gojo and kind of said this conversation she had with Ghetto, if Gojo would have been like, what the fuck? Think you put that in his head? Yeah. She also explains the star plasma vessel has already been born again or has been found, and Tengen's good. Don't worry about it. They really is, swept that under the rug. Which almost seems sketchy again. It yeah. almost seems like that was like a setup or something. Yeah, I'll say it doesn't seem almost. I say that it is very sketchy. <laughs> very, And, of course, she rides a motorcycle. Yep, and she drives off on the motorcycle. And then we go on to Nanami. 
And Nanami is very upset about a second grade curse and how he fucked up. He basically, he let someone die. And it should have just been easy for him. It wasn't even that hard of a task, but he fucked up. And this kind of shows Nanami in the present time. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why I like that situations. they're they're just giving us these little tastes of Nanami. Mm-hmm. Geto tells him to rest and just to leave the rest to Gojo. Gojo's out now. He'll get it. And Nanami's even like, why can't he just take all of them? Like, shouldn't he do all of them? And it also, it, it, we're getting so little of Nanami, but it also helps explain his character in season one so much, like, mm-hmm. so better too. Just his, him and Gojo's dynamic. Even back then, like, if you had asked me initially when we met, I'd be like, oh, Nanami's older than Gojo. I would have thought the same thing. By, like, quite a few years too, but he's younger. He's just a very serious person that mm-hmm. takes his job, like... His job serious, and obviously we know how Gojo is. He's more laid back, like he's got more of a person, like a personality. Yeah. Nanami is almost too serious. And we're already see- well. The only difference I was going to say, Gojo seems to keep moving forward even after losses. Like you can see, Nanami he's taking that pretty hard. Whereas Gojo, even after Rico, he was like not mourning her loss. He was more thinking about what led him to that point. Seems like the only thing that could maybe push Gojo's buttons is Ghetto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really is the his kryptonite, mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, Ghetto then talks about not wanting a mountain of sorcerer's bodies at the end of the line. Like, he's just sad. Was that a sorcerer that died with him, or was that just a normal person? I took it as a sorcerer. Okay, yeah, just another like sorcerer. Because he yeah. had the partner... Um, a right. couple episodes ago, and Geto's just thinking here. He's like, everyone's gonna die, like eventually, and uh, like everyone but Gojo. Gojo's gonna handle his business, but then we send all these people out. Yeah, they, they even say die. something like our comrades or mm-hmm. partners or whatever the word is for it. Uh, we then get Geto. He's looking at a bunch of papers here that are in Japanese. It's very hard for me to read, but <laughs> what I got from them was there's a town that he needed to go to. Okay, you got to talk real quick because it was the most confusing part of the episode when he's in the uh, the morgue, and his ha- hand just turns blood. Is he like that? No, he's him- he's showing he's his hand turns bloody. He's looking down at a sorcerer that just died, and so he's thinking, I, "All I'm I'm gonna get to the end of the line, and there's just gonna be a bunch of sorcerers okay. that have died." So just it's just point- a very visual, yeah, very visual thing. When the blood, like when he was seeing it in his eyes from there, I understood yeah. it. But then when the blood started filling the hallways yeah. where he wasn't, I was like, "Okay, that's that's some." Which it is kind of it's like it's gotta suck, like because then curse spirits always just pop up; they never go away. Mm-hmm. So you're just working towards something that'll never end. Yeah. Which I and mean, that's you like, can say that about life, but like at the same time, at least, at least there's not like a s- secret society of people well, that can see things that. It's like know. the first time he's he fell in that hole for the first time, where it's like, oh my god, my whole life is just exercising curse after curse after curse, not to bring us down too much, but it was like the first time I realized um, when like kids got out of for summer, and I was like, oh my god. I never, I never get another summer, unless I become a teacher. Yeah, and like, I just keep going. I just, like, keep I just keep going. Exercising. I was like, yeah, I can schedule a vacation, but there's no predetermined time where it's like, all right, these two months, just do whatever you want. Ugh. And then, but then the crazy part is, is you can just do whatever you want. Well, right. But you feel like you can't sometimes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
So one of these days, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Right. I'm Should we go down. kill everyone in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so Ghetto goes to a town um, where these two girls are, okay, and they're pretty young. I'd say about maybe five, four or five. And I guess they just have found out that they have cursed energy because they've used it. And obviously the people that have no idea what cursed energy are are freaking out. Right. Their parents, uh, grandparents, parents. We got a couple witches. Right. A couple witches. Which, I mean, anybody would freak out about this. Especially these two. It's always scarier when it's little children doing it for some reason. Right. really is. So you can even see like the little energy from them too. It shows a creepy little worm thing from i don't know if you saw that shadow or not you're talking about something different than when ghetto makes the little yeah. worm thing and talks to him, i'm talking right? about something different yeah okay i might have missed that ghetto then tells the angry parents though to step outside because these parents are very angry they're freaking out they're very angry but you bring up a good point like how you know because obviously i was like oh my god kill these parents they are the worst but at the same time like what should they? What should they be yeah. saying? What do I want them to be saying? Right, like they, because one of them mentions that they almost killed other kids, and it's like if you see little kids like doing some weird voodoo magic, almost killing somebody else, you would be freaking out. Right, but obviously it was a curse coming out and killing the. Yeah, yeah it was a curse coming out and doing it, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. like they, they think don't, they don't, they can't see the curse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess what I would want from them is like, so obviously Ghetto's here to take care of whatever the situation is. Let him maybe get some thoughts out there before just like telling him, yeah, go, kill these kids. Maybe, you know, they're already, they've, they're contained, so maybe let them write up a report and be like, all right, here's what I think we got to do. Here's how much mm-hmm. it's going to cost you. Get an estimate before you're just like, kill these kids. And then this is where the, the switch is officially flipped because Ghetto then... We go from tired ghetto back to ghetto's normal face. Right. Right here to where he gives a smile off and says, well, how about y'all just step outside real quick? Yeah, because it's one of those things where one second you're like, you come up with an idea of maybe non-sorcerers should all die. And then the next second for your first attempt, you just kill 177 people. Or how many was it? It was 112, but we'll get to that. 112. It, it's like a uh, it's like a guy that has very evil. Th- like I, this is how I imagine it. When you hear crime podcast, you hear about somebody that like does a raping or a killing for the first time. Right. They probably had those thoughts in their head for a long time, but then most of the time when they do one, if they don't if they get away with it, they're gonna do more. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as you that switch hits and you just you cave into those negative evil thoughts. It's just over from there. You're yeah, never going back. Yeah, but except it's like if for their first time, instead of like sloppily doing instead it. Instead of raping one person, they do right. 112 people. They're like, well, what if it's 111 more? <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying he is a little crazy or what are you trying I to mean, say? I mean, all I'm saying is when I heard that he set fire to 112 p- an entire town. Do you think he scoped out who was a sorcerer or not? Like if there was more in there, he wouldn't have killed him? Or was he on a... Hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering, is there a way for them to just know? Do they just like pick up on a vibe of like, oh yeah, that guy, well, that the, guy's cool? Because then we see that he, he literally brings those little girls with him later, right? Which is even crazier. Like, where are they at now? And they seem. Let me just say something about those little kids that we probably should have killed. Oh my! They God. seem a little too happy go lucky for me, dude. 
I'm just gonna say that right now. Think, I mean, think about the bullshit he's been feeding them. Yeah. He told them at the age of four. He's like, oh, you know, they didn't love you because you're you're powerful. You have this. Y'all mm-hmm. need to you need to hone in your powers. We need to take it out on those people that that can't see what you see. Yeah, I mean, he's poisoning their mind. Sure, the parents were right there in front of him, tell him to kill him. So I don't expect them to mourn that person. But you know, Timmy from next door, who was nothing but ever nice to him, shared his toys. He died too, and they're just like, you know what, Timmy, not yeah. that even cool of a guy. It's it's fucking terrifying because the fact that like if he just gave him away to an orphanage, he's like, oh well, I saved them because they're sorcerers. Then it'd be like okay, but he's like carrying them around and te- he's telling them he's like, yeah, I'm about to go kill all of those. Right, and like where is he staying? Story. Yeah. How 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 well, society I, I, just like letting him walk around with two five year old girls? Well, I think eventually he stays in like uh, that one evil curse Mahito's friends like little realm like mm. beach realm. I think okay. that's where he is staying. That's why nobody knows where he's at. He's just in a realm. Okay, but I don't know if those kids are too. Well, like, he made what? those connections fast, huh? When are you? Did we see that? You're yeah, talking he's about a, him at, was, at the beach. Yeah, he was chilling at the beach in season one, like in that realm. No, I know, I know that, I know that. No, I'm just saying, like, eventually, that's okay. probably where he ends up staying. I don't know if he's right, staying there right, right, right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. eventually, no, I'm talking about this like immediate. Yeah, aftermath I don't know. Where... And he could already know the like. Does he know those curses yet? Are they even a thing? Like, they, he can't. There's no way because he would have already like been fighting them or trying to exercise them. So for him to have this whole like posse that he can go to, be like, by the way, guys. Sorry, we had those run-ins earlier. You're pretty cool. And we need to find out him, like, meeting them. Like, mm-hmm. how this all happened. It's in, it's very interesting. And how those girls would be, like, what? They'd Six, be, they would be literally Itadori's age now. Yeah. They'd be around 16. So, where wow, are they Wow, are you talking about a plot, a, an Itadori love plot line where yeah. he falls in love and then it turns out that they are... Ghetto's adopted daughters, and they're trying to kill the world too. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I like where your head's at. So Sensei tells Gojo that 112 residents were killed by a fire. An investigation was done, and it confirmed that all 112 were killed by the residuals of Ghetto. Ugh. His curse manipulation. And that that, that's be... what's the craziest part about it is he didn't even care to hide his. To try to like cover up his right. tracks. That, that's a tough headline to read in the paper about your friend the next day. <laughs> that, I mean, think about that from Gojo's perspective. Yeah. That would be like if you uh, you got a text because you know you're not reading a newspaper or anything, or maybe you're you're flipping through Twitter, uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called, and you uh, you just see a headline. It's just like local up and coming podcaster Ronnie Coleman. Murders 112. <laughs> Murders 112 people. You just be like, "Wow!" He's like, "I can't believe it." He was always a great guy. You like, like interview me? I was like, he was always seemed nice. I don't. You just like looked at your phone. You're like, "So wait, are we covering Juju this weekend?" <laughs> so the sensei tells Gojo, he's like, "What is going on?" I mean, they both, like, have no idea what's going on. Gojo's obviously infuriated. Like, he, I mean, he believes it because he, it's not even one of those things where he, at first, he's like, oh, I can't believe it because it, but he, like, knows deep down it happened. You can tell. Like, he's not, I mean, I guess if that investigation happens, he knows it wasn't a setup or anything, right? Hmm. Like, I would have think, 
I'm surprised he didn't think at first was this a setup because like this is one of his good friends. But no, he is just mad that Ghetto did it. Like he pretty much believes it. And why are you saying that? That's just what it seemed like to me. I might be That's wrong what, on it. The only reason I'm thinking differently is because like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying it too. It's like, but he, I, oh, I can't but believe I it. Still, like, oh, this pisses me off. I, yeah, I still felt like he had a certain vibe of like he didn't want to believe it because when the sensei comes up to him and stuff, he's like, even he's like, I don't know, but there it is. Like, accept it. So later on, Shoko sees Ghetto just out in public, out walking the streets, and asks if the charges are true, to which he says, ah, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And he's very, it sucks that he looks more alive and vibrant than he ever has. Right. Well, and then he stands there, lets her call up Gojo, be like, yeah, here we are. We're right over here. Come come on down. Yeah, he now has a reason to live. It was Ugh. like. <laughs> Don't say that. I know. I, it sucks, but that's what he's thinking. Yeah, she calls Gojo, tells that tells him that Ghetto, or no, she tells Ghetto that him sulking over the idea that no one will understand him sounds pretty childish. And I like her taking that jab at him there because there's so many people that do evil shit that, that just use the excuse, well, nobody understands me. So you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So her saying that, it's like, yeah, that's really fucking childish. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are, oh, it's just so bad. Such a bad way to... If you, as soon as you say that, I'm just like, oh, you suck. You're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good rule. Yeah. She tells Gojo where he is and says that she's leaving because she doesn't want to get killed. Which, t- I mean, that's also very strange because, I mean, she was cool with him. She was cool with him, man. Hey, you're a sorcerer, girlfriend. You're in the clear. Right, you're, you're so not, she knows that. She knows she can take a jab at him. He's not going to kill her. You're not his type yeah. yet. I mean, eventually he's going to get... I, from what we've seen of him lately, he's going to get to a point where he realizes to do what he's got to do, he's basically got to fight the sorcerers as well because they're fighting against him. But for now, I legitimately think that, you know, he... Like, if she tried to fight him right now, I don't even think that he would... He might, you know, Subdue defend her. some yeah. stuff, but... he wouldn't. He wouldn't kill her. No. And that's what, yeah, he tells her his goal, too. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of all the regular people. Also, just like which... The monkeys. Yeah, I didn't like how he called them monkeys. He called them monkeys. Was... He sounds like Frieza from Dragon Ball. That was kind of monkeys. gross. But yeah, he says monkeys a lot. And meanwhile, people are just, this is a, the people walking around. They're just in business attire, like, oh, on the way to work. One guy, there might be one guy that goes, Well, that was kind of a weird conversation. (laughs) Which I guess, if I think of myself in public, I'm doing the same shit. I see people like that that looked like he, because they're obviously in uniform too. No one else is in uniform and talking about weird shit. I just keep on walking. I know it would be an interesting (laughs) social experiment to just like put. Put two people crazily, you know, clothed or just differently clothed and just have them say out loud like a conversation, something along the lines and just watch how many people are just like first just walk by with AirPods in drinking a five dollar Starbucks. Yeah. And then they wouldn't even notice. <laughs> and then maybe there would be another select few people who just kind of turn and are like, oh, my God, let me get out of here. 
Ghetto then just keeps walking. He's walking amongst all the monkeys, is how I put it. I will not be putting what it I What I like about that phrase is him call. He says monkeys for the first time in the shower. He refers to them as monkeys. Mm-hmm. The moment he does that, he I mean, he's, he's saying it multiple times in his head so he can act like they are way beneath him. I mean, he's got to keep reassuring himself. They're beneath me. I can do this. Like, it's his way of, like, making it okay to kill him. Right. I think. But, yeah, Gojo then confronts him. Who now looks like he's harnessed all the tiredness that Ghetto had. Gojo asks if he'll kill even his own parents, to which Ghetto says, yes, I can't make any exceptions. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe they didn't have that good of a relationship to start with, but that's pretty crazy. But I can't, like I said, I can't get over Gojo We've never seen him like this. No. There's no shine to his eyes. Not at all. There is no shine to him, and there is so much shine to Ghetto, which makes it even scarier. Right. He forgot, you know, he didn't bring his glasses or something like that, so you get right into those eyes, and when you, you're met with him, it's just cold and gray. And this is like the same... I mean, remember how nice he was in episode one and two? Yes. Even with Amani, he was so... I remember how so nice, nice he was last episode. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's done so good, though. Like, it it makes so much sense to where it's almost scary how much it's like, oh, can I become like that, too, one day? You well, know? yeah, I still think it's just so good because, like I said, I did not even really think about what Ghetto was going through in his mind at the end of the last episode because it was so focused on Gojo to where as soon as it opened up on this episode and they started focusing on Ghetto, I was like, oh, well, of course, like... Yeah, he's going through the same thing, too. He just had the strength in that moment to tell him, yeah, we can't kill these people, man. But of mm-hmm. course he wanted to. And of course he's going to keep thinking about it. And of course, every time he looks at some slob eating a hot dog on the side of the street, yeah, <laughs> he's going to be like, what a monkey. <laughs> he then tells Gojo that. that he could do it because he goes, you are the strongest. Are you the strongest because you're Satoru Gojo or... Are you Satoru Gojo because you are the strongest? He's And then he says, if I were able to become you, I could achieve my goal. And I'm just, he's basically deciding that he's moving forward with it. Like he's not, nothing's going to stop him now. Well, unless somebody does stop him. And we see later on, but he's going to fight them too. Gojo right here though, this is even sadder too. I mean, does Gojo do this just because there's people around? Not kill him or just can he not truly kill him? I mean, he can't, right? Because the film. When Gojo starts to like act like he's about to do purple or something. I don't know if he was going to do purple, but there's so many people around first off. He, could, he couldn't do it, even if he wanted to. But if there was nobody around, would he have actually tried to stop him or no? Uh, which way are you saying? Are you saying, like, can he kill him on an emotional standpoint? Like, can he even bring yeah. himself to? Or yeah. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to understand. Like, he just can't physically bring himself to it because he just spent all that time with a guy who was basically, like, the one that was helping prop him up. Like, you don't think Gojo's thinking, wow, this is the guy who was telling me not to kill all those people. And I don't know from an emotional standpoint how much that means to Gojo because he seems like his emotions are kind of all tangled up. But that's the cool thing, too. It's like, where did we find emotions? Right here. And I wonder, I don't know if he mentioned it last season, but it seemed like Gojo did think this. Maybe he even said it at some point, but talked about like how he wasn't there for Ghetto. 
Like he left him alone for so long mm-hmm. that that's what led him. Because what to that what point. we jumped like three months? Is that what they said at the? Yeah. What do you mean three months? Like from the end of last episode, we jump in time. No, it's, it's a set. it's a year. Oh, it's been a full year. It's been a full year since Rico died. It's okay. been a full year. Yep. I don't know why I was thinking months. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's a long time. Yeah. Just kind of going I mean, through the motions. He's just been yeah going through the motions for an entire school year. And now a new school year starting up, and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm done with school." <laughs> he's just a high school dropout. That's all he is. So Sensei, that we get another moment with him and Gojo, and he's asking why he didn't pursue him, and he says, "Well, you know why." And then he says, "I can only save the ones that want to be saved." And then we move back to Ghetto, as he's at a stage arena for the Star Religious Group. He's in his juju gear. The guy even says, oh, you're going to wear your sorcerer gear up in front of those people? And then he goes, oh, it's more for show or something. I've got to make it. What does he say? What is the exact line? Well, I, I mean, it's a good show. It is. And then the two small children start laughing and giggling, knowing, knowing what's about to happen. That is terrifying. Ooh. Yeah, I do not like that. Ghetto then gets up on stage. And, you know, he's in front of the whole organization. And he says, this organization now belongs to me. And, of course, they object to that. And then he calls out some random guy and says, well, why don't you come up on stage? Come on up here. Come on. Come on. Come here. Now come on might, here. Now might not be the time because he's murdering a lot of people, but he is a great public speaker. He is. He's doing He's got. He's so vibrant. And then he just explodes the guy, though. He gets him up on stage. He's a good performer, too. Yeah, completely in control of the room. He explodes the guy. He ends up killing all those damn monkeys from that day. Okay. And uh, he looks so happy yeah, doing it. I just got to say, I'm not so sure. I'm completely comfortable with you being so willing to use uh, the monkey term that he's coined. I, I'm saying what he's saying. He's a very evil person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the quick shot of that guy's head inflating and blowing up, that was something. Blood everywhere. That I wonder what something. he did to the rest of them. God, where do we go from here? I mean, now it feels like we just... So somebody sent us a message on Twitter, and I believe it was Raphael, so shout out to Raphael. Shout out. He said that this is the end of the backstory. Okay, it felt like it had yeah. to be. I'm end like... of the backstory, two recap, two or three recap weeks, so we can actually don't even have to do an episode next week. Okay. Um, two or three recap weeks, and then August 31st is when season we two... back up. We pick back up in present time. Okay, that's fun. I kind of I'm glad they're doing the recap weeks too. I need a full recap of season. Yeah, one. I'm There's actually very glad they're doing yeah. that as well. Just to not that I couldn't go back and watch, but just go in to see them mm-hmm. or given just time to see it mm-hmm. more so than anything instead of just being on the week to week. So later, so later we see Gojo. He's talking to the little kid Megumi for the first time. Oh, I forgot about this part. Yeah, he gets a weird face because apparently he God, makes this episode face. was awesome. He looks just like Toji. And it is funny how much he looks like his father, his shitty father. That's but how genetics work. Gojo explains, well, you look nothing like your dad. I, your dad I have, is way more handsome. No I have offense. his shoulders. He's my hero. I'm just kidding. You I do look his, a lot like him. I have his calves. Gojo explains that uh, he explains the whole Zenin situation, asks if he knows about the powers that he possesses. He tries to see if his dad leaving had pissed him off, but... Megumi's a smart kid for a first grader. He just kind of knows what's going on, and he's just going with the flow. Not Nothing bothers him. Right, he couldn't care less that this guy's 
coming up and talking to him right no. now. He's like, leave me alone. He asks him if he wants to join the Zenin clan, but all Megami cares about is if Sumiki... Yeah, Sumiki, his little friend. Yeah, if Sumiki would be safe in doing that. And he says, if you join, no, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) And he says it just like that, too. I know. He really does. Which is so crazy. And it's so, that's where you know that Gojo, he's still, like, yes, he can't kill Geto, but from... He's not mature. No, he's not. Just take that little kid too, Gojo. You yeah. can you can take two. It'll be fine. You've got the resources. Okay, you can make sure that she's okay. For him to just be like, absolutely not. <laughs> but he says, if you're gonna come with me, you gotta train to be a strong you gotta be trained. God. Edit. You gotta be a train. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotta be the train. <laughs> All aboard! He says, you've got a strain. (laughs) All right. You've got to train to be strong enough to keep up with me. And then we go back to 2018 of October, where we have our three main characters waking up Gojo, who apparently just summoned them all there. He smiles. Megumi asks him what's going on, and he says, Nothing. He was dreaming, I think, about that situation. End of episode. Great episode. Like you said, this has got to be a top two episode for me in all of Juju. Do you know what the other top one would be? Episode three of this season. Of this season. Yep. I really liked that one, too. Yeah, I mean, that one was good, but for me, this was right up the Ronnie. Yeah, the whole writing here is just insane. It's very good. Very well done. And it excites me so much for season two. It was such a good closing to the whole hidden inventory arc. Yep. Um, and even with, you know, it's the kind of thing we're looking back on it. Maybe I would be like, oh, wow, I wish I would have seen this before the movie. But no, I even like the way that it all played out. Like where we saw Ghetto. Honestly, like season one Ghetto. I never even thought about him to be honest. Like I, th- no. if we go back and listen, I probably didn't learn his name until like two episodes before Dude, the I'd... end because it was all oh Mahito, oh yeah. Mahito, oh Jogo. Like he was just the normal. I just thought of him as oh he's the normal guy that's with them. And I remember telling you like episode one or two of this season, I was like, I don't, I just don't know if I even like Ghetto being the bad guy. I like Toji being the bad guy, but now I am all in for Ghetto being the villain. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite character. Yeah. And I realize that that's like, oh, he's the one trying to kill everyone, but he's just the most... I understand him the most. Yeah. And he's just the most interesting one. And Nanami. Non- I really like Nanami, too. Yeah, Nanami's good, but he's also, like, now that he's older, he's a bit boring, but we love him because he's boring. Yeah. He's one of those guys. But, yeah. I, I can't say Team Ghetto, but... Yeah, you know what we mean. I- I'm Team Ghetto. I hope that he sees the light again. Someone right. take him to someone take him to a baseball. Someone I take agree. him to a park. I, I agree. The baseball game was not. Um, Patreon.com though. Check out. We're doing Vinland Saga on Patreon. Yeah. It's not out on the free feed yet. It will be in a few weeks. Few weeks. Check that out on Patreon.com/slash Ronnie and Chad. And then maybe we'll find something for this feed. Um, I'm on vacation next weekend, so maybe not anything next weekend. But we'll put out a. We'll put out some clips, or if we yeah. find something that we want to talk about, we can yeah, talk about Yeah, we'll do it. something. Maybe talk about some different animes and 
Just dick around. We'll figure it out. Yep. We'll talk with y'all later. I've been Chatty. I've been Ronnie. Peace. Peace.